Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we talk to you about the full or limited discography of a band or group. This week we're talking about Led Zeppelin. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I'm Dax. Jared. Tex. This week we're going to be... Tex is back. Tex has made his return. I got I got so thrown off by that I was ready to keep going and then all of a sudden I, I realized what was happening. It was... We're here this week. Tex is here. Oh man. Everything's bigger in Tex. <laughs> oh no. It's huge. It's so big. He's so big. So this week we're going to be talking about Led Zeppelin 1 through 4, Houses of the Holy, and Physical Graffiti... And we're not going to talk about the three albums that follow. Yeah. Too bad. Mm -hmm. If you came here looking to talk about in through the outdoor, you're in the wrong place. You can go right back out through the outdoor. Yeah. That's not my That one came in a brown bag. Did it? Yeah, because there were four alternate covers. Oh, no. We're talking about it. We just said we weren't going to talk about it. brown bag so that you didn't know which one you got until you bought it and opened it. Oh, man. What a surprise. That you got a not as good album. Either way, <laughs> you got four different versions of a not as good album. So yeah, how's everyone feeling about Led Zeppelin this week? Do we uh, do we enjoy ourselves listening to Led Zeppelin? Yeah, it's pretty good. I had fun. Yeah. I played a lot of guitar. See, you're not a guitar person, so that's pretty surprising, Dax. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I play many instruments. Oh yes, I, I play many things. I have a approximate knowledge of uh, most musical uh, tools. Yeah. So uh, I used to be really into guitar. Mm-hmm. I used to be really into Led Zeppelin because I like alternate tunings. Mm-hmm. And Dad Gad is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. uses a lot of Dad Gad tuning. Mm-hmm. So I just got into it. I, re- I picked up my guitar for the first time in a couple years and played along with some tracks. Oh, you played along? Yeah, it was a good time. So you had them like memorized nice. still? For the most part, yeah. I, the, the, the ones I did and I could figure out pretty easily. Huh. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give you the floor. Because we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're just going to jump right in. What's your favorite track? My favorite track? Yeah, what's your favorite track? Is it a song that you like to play on guitar? Uh, no. No? Actually, it is Trampled Underfoot. Ooh, I did not expect that to be your favorite song. We're going to listen to a little bit of Trampled Underfoot. Yeah, it's a good track. Real quick, did that sound familiar to anyone? Oh, already? We're gonna do mm-hmm. one. Oh man, okay. So you're gonna throw them. these. You're gonna sprinkle them in this time. Yeah, I got a lot. That sounds familiar. Okay, you ready? Yeah. This is "Take Me Out" by Franz Ferdinand. You know what? Yeah. I don't know if I'm hearing that one. It's, yeah. Um, you, you don't tell me you just, that sounds like Franz Ferdinand, us all. Oh, it, it does. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't really hear it either, so. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Are all of these going to be like that, Mr. Dax? I hear it so strongly. Mr. Dax, no. are you going to let us down this week? I don't hope not. 
I don't hope not. I, hope I, not I do either. hope you not. can't. You cannot strip the Franz Ferdinand from me. Oh man, I'm sorry. I just did. That All was right. an influential album in my life. That is a really good album. It but really is. speaking of really good albums, does anybody want to talk about which one was their favorite album from from old Zeppeli Zeppeli Boys? Four. Is it four? Four. Yeah. yeah. Pretty. Is it universally four? For me, it is. Jer, what is? What about you? Is four your your favorite? Mm, mm, maybe. Maybe. I, I I did like four. There's a lot of really good music on four. I mean, universally, the first four albums are their best work. Mm. But I think that they still followed that work up really well with Houses of the Holy and Physical Graffiti. Mm. But I think that there's some difficulties with both of those albums that oh. make them not stand out as much as the original four. Mm. But yes. Um, physical physical graffiti is like Led Zeppelin's Led Zeppelin saying, "How long can we make songs so that people want to quit listening about halfway through?" <laughs> I, I know that I'll Jared say, had a very similar. Yeah, go ahead. I'll say mine is four. Yours is four. I, I'll, I'll 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 go ahead and 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 yeah, my yeah, get on the four. four train. I'll get on the four train. So I I shall not concede. I still think that their debut was just a stellar piece of work. I think, and it has a little bit to do with the fact that. So I listened to. Okay, last year I realized how little I'd listened to Led Zeppelin. I had, you know, I knew a couple tracks, no big deal kind of thing. And I realized how little I'd listened to them. And so I decided that I was going to listen to Led Zeppelin one through four straight through. Mm. I listened to all four albums in a row, no breaks. And I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. And so I think that listening to the debut album, it was just such a shock to me at what I was listening to that. I think that album stands out to me a lot because it, it was such a huge statement of a debut. Like you, it has such a really good production value and it just sounds really good for being an album that came out in 69 for what it was. It really, really immediately made a statement of how big that band was going to be. I think two also came out in 69. Yes, it did. Which I, for me too, is a better one. If I had to choose between the first two 69 releasers, that's fair. That's, That's where I would stick. So why do you guys think that four is your favorite out of the albums then? Because it's the best. Well, there's got to be more reason than other than it just being the best. It's it really good. Probably I just the like, best songs. There's, I think it's, there's a lot of variety on there. There is a lot of variety on there. I would agree. Well, there's also a lot of variety on physical graffiti, though. But I think yeah, that your issue again so is that the, well, the whole album is so long. It, it doesn't like because the weird thing is if you just look at it, you would not think that it was a f- a, a double album. It doesn't look f- from to the untrained eye as a long album until you look at how long the tracks are. Mm. Like yeah, it's just in my time so of dying is eleven minutes long. Oh, and it's Ooh. just so hard. <laughs> It's so hard. And you know that opening riff from that song, like that slide riff that they play? Here, I'll play the, the slide riff real quick. Go on. I guess um, Jimmy Page really enjoyed that and thought that's like, oh, yeah, this is it right there. So I guess people really dig that riff, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't do anything for you? No, it does nothing for me. Another thing on Physical Graffiti, Cashmere, which is like one of their biggest songs. I, when listening to that song, did not realize it was eight and a half minutes long. Oh, yeah. That is a really long song. It is. It is. It's so long. It's It's pretty pretty decent. It's definitely better than the other long songs. Yeah. Well, I think that that one just has a little bit more of a consistent flow. And so it's easier 
to not get wrapped up in how long the song is. Sometimes what happens with a really long song is that you try and like play with the the structure of the song throughout the song to make it different. And then it feels like you're listening to three kind of disjointed songs rather than feeling like you're listening to one full track. Mm, and I think right. that's what makes Cashmere a little bit like better of a long song that it just feels very cohesive as an eight and a half minute long song. Right. Stair- Stairway's eight minutes. Ah, Stairway is eight minutes. That is true. That's another song where you kind of don't realize that it's as long as it is. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like somebody who's trying to do his like a karaoke song and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, you big gooba baby? Stairway's a good song though. Classic. Yeah. Stolen, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you did you just transition <laughs> into something? You just I, I think I did. Interesting. Uh, you want, let's hear a little bit of Taurus by Spirit. You got it, champ. Yikes. Uh, that song came out, I think it was like three, two, three years before Stairway to Heaven. And that song came out, it appears in 68. 68. 68. And Stairway came out. Stairway came out in 71. So you oh. were right. Okay. Uh, Spirit and Led Zeppelin shared a stage at least once. I think it was more than that. So they played uh, same stage, same night before. So they definitely heard it. So they definitely are aware. They, they knew they knew what was up. Yeah, that's that's interesting that they like Jeez. they would play with them and then yeah. be like, hey, I really like that. We should use that. They, oh, I didn't even pl- I didn't even play the Stairway to Heaven one. Oh yeah, let me, let me play, let me that play. song just, was really to, good. We should steal it and use it ourselves. <laughs> they did that a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Yeah, I don't. That's pretty straightforward. That that's taken from that. I know there was a court case. I think it came after the guy from Spirit died. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if they won or Randy not. Randy California. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy from Spirit. That's the guitarist's name. His name is Randy California. <laughs> is that-, that the guy who replaced uh, the boss in the office? No, that's, yeah, it's, no, that's Robert California. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's actually surprisingly close, and I hate it. Oh, my gosh. Oh man! Whew. So what? Okay, how about how about you, Dax? Do you have a a, a specific reason why you think that Four is their best album? Uh, just a lot of the songs are good. It, it just has the most good songs. The most good songs, I would say. Yeah, I think that that's maybe how I can see the separation between Zeppelin One and Zeppelin Four is that the, a lot of their later albums, especially Four, have like the really big tracks. Mm-hmm. But I think that Zeppelin as a whole album just sounds a little bit better to me. I think that like there's not a whole lot of like I mean there's good tracks because actually I'll go ahead and take this as an opportunity to say what my favorite track is, which is "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You." Mm, that's a good one. But like I don't think that um, a lot of the songs off of it are necessarily like huge hits yeah but i think that as a cohesive album it's really good so i'm gonna play a little bit of babe i'm gonna leave you Dex, do you have anything that you want to? Do you have anything that you wanted to say about that song? 
golly gee, that sounded familiar. Did it, Dax? Babe, I'm gonna leave you. Uh, came from Joan Baez. Uh, that that's not her song. She was it was someone else's song. Mm. She's just the earliest I know of. Mm-hmm. But they did not credit her or the original author of that song when they came out with their version. Here's a little bit of Joan Baez. Baez, yeah. Baez. think that this is going to be the most extensive that sounds familiar episode that we've ever had it might be i have so many uh, well it's, it's like there's no point where we're going to be able to stop talking about it i'll just bring them up if they so happen to yeah, well, if it just know. so happens what, what do we think about the idea that stairway to heaven had back masking have you ever heard this no go ahead if yeah. you listen to stairway to heaven backwards Oh, mm-hmm. it's supposed to say, here's to my sweet Satan. Mm-hmm. And there was a little oh, tool a sh- shed sh- where sh- he sh- made us suffer. Sad Satan. Can you find yeah. that? Oh, hell yeah, I can find oh, that. Oh, hell yeah, you can find it. You'll have to tell we us. We missed the opportunity to do that for the Beatles. The Beatles one. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I forgot that the Beatles have some like instances of that, but I can't Ball remember. Dead, an ex- is dead. <laughs> Ball is dead, man. What was the example? What? Of if what you... I'm talking about? Stairway to Heaven? No, Just... the Beatles one. Beatles. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. If you, uh, oh, which one was it? Now I can't remember. I don't know, but here's here's Stairway to Heaven backwards. Tell us what it's supposed to say before we hear it, or oh. we won't hear it. Okay. Here's to my sweet Satan, and there was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. Sad Satan. <laughs> Yikes. The, the band. I don't know that I like listening to backwards music one bit. No. <laughs> That's unsettling. It's <laughs> not good. The band uh, has denied the claims within like those accusations uh, mm-hmm. as they would if they worked for satan that's true <laughs> it, it does seem bizarre that you would have a song called stairway to heaven and then have a message to satan if you made it backwards <laughs> well if you go backwards down a stairway to heaven you can only assume where it leads so i have a question about the song sick again from physical graffiti does okay. anyone have any remembrance of this song at all So within the lyrics to the song Sick Again, the beginning of the song is, From the window of your rented limousine, I saw your pretty blue eyes. One day soon, you're going to reach 16, painted lady in the city of lies. Yikes. He was 26 when he wrote that song. Mm. Oh boy. Uh Uh-oh. About a 15-year-old girl that will soon be 16. You know what? Stealing music and stealing little girls' hearts. Oh, no. (laughs) no. Like, oh no. That's not good, right? That's not He's good. sick again. I mean neither of them are legal, so neither of them are legal, so he said? Yeah. You can't steal fifteen year olds heart legally in a way. And you're you, gonna get on Dateline. There's Hanson. Yeah, that's true. Have a seat right there, would you? <laughs> <laughs> you want a slice of this pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just saw that with this week. I watched it. I just watched it last night. 
Did you? Because I just watched it like a couple days Did ago. Did you just watch it recently too, I Cody? It recently. <laughs> Caleb has no idea what we're talking about. So <laughs> I'm gonna just so I'm gonna transition away from this one. Uh, Tyler, you said earlier that you liked Zeppelin two more than Zeppelin one. Is that right? Yeah. Can you talk about why? Yeah, I just feel so. I think that for me, the first three albums really have kind of a, a similar feel. Yeah. But when I'm looking at like between the fact that both those came out in '69, and when I just look at the track listing, think about the sounds of them, I just I prefer the sounds of Zeppelin II. And maybe okay. I listened to it more when I was younger because I think my dad actually owned that on vinyl, mm-hmm. and I used to play it on a on his record table on his uh, record player, yeah, turntable. So that might be part of it, but I don't know. I really like um ramble on and moby dick and bring it home the last three songs are pretty good it ends really well for me it does that one does end really well i actually i was gonna say this but this is a good time to say it they're really really good at starting albums mm. like some of their most listened to songs are the very first track on the album which is when i'm gonna throw it to jared hey jared mm-hmm. what's your favorite song from led zeppelin i love this so much I love this because you're so confident that you know what you think. This Am I wrong? My favorite song is When the Levy Breaks. Oh! It's the last song on the album, you oh! idiot. Dang it. Oh, Jared, Dang you said it. yours wasn't from Led Zeppelin 4. Uh, I did not say that. Caleb said that. I he, said oh, that his song's my favorite. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. Well, this is a good song. Okay. That was a mess. We I was all over that. Yeah, well, please. Yeah, I heard it. I could hear it. Just stop screaming. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Well, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have been so damn confident. So I was. Oh. I was certain that what did you're you think fa- it was. I was certain it was immigrant song. Oh no, I, uh, do- I do like that song. That's the one you thought that it was the other day. Yep, I I was almost certain that Jared's favorite song was immigrant song, but today I was wrong, which is why I thought that was gonna be. If I was right, that would have been the smoothest transition, and I'm fine with being wrong on that transition because we're talking about beginning and endings of albums, and we're gonna talk about the end of the album. Let's you play a little bit of the when the levee breaks. If it keeps on raining. So I want you to talk about that, and then I actually have a question in terms of that song. That song is just where it's at. Why do you think that? Because you guys, oh, you guys agree this is both of your favorite songs. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, then you guys talk about this. Please go ahead. I don't really. I mean, I don't have anything. I didn't think that this would be what I picked, but I mean, this was on four. So yeah. I mean, I had to listen to one through three, obviously, to get to this song and right. all of four. And for some reason, when I listen to this, I mean, like. Cashmere is one that I like a lot. It's a yep. beautiful song. I like it in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's yep. a little bit there. Mm. Yep. And then I do like Immigrant Song is good. I like that. That, you know. Still pretty disappointed that wasn't your favorite. I was so... It just sounded like something that Jer would have liked. I do like that. Uh, and then, like, you know, the main popular songs, Whole Lot of Love and Stairway and all yeah. that. But for some reason, I just, like, really... that Like, the, the guitar and everything and... With, mm-hmm. when the levy breaks. and the lyrics are really good too. like yeah mm-hmm. i didn't really know the lyrics to it before i listened to it and mm-hmm. then when he like you know if he keeps got on, into it if it keeps on raining you know 
I like it. Tyler mm-hmm. can talk about it. He has more of a feeling you for mean it. Tex? Yeah, Tex. I love this song so much. It's got uh, just a great like driving beat that you can just jam to. The drums, I love that kick drum in the beginning of it. Uh-huh. I love it. And I love I love harmonica and I love the harmonica in this song. And the slide is good too. This is play if you play from 533 and let him play this little slide riff that he plays in this song. You got a baby boy. Go on. Oh, I love that. I love that slide riff. It's so good. So here's I love all of it. And the sound of it, uh, the the guitar sounds good in this song. Mm-hmm. It all sounds good. I have a little movie bit from this song too. Oh, do you? Yeah, this was in Argo. Did you guys see Argo? Yeah. Yeah. So the part like the night before they're about to try to get out of there where they're all at the Canadian Prime Minister's house and they're like drinking cuz they're like good luck, who knows we might die tomorrow. Yeah. They start to play this song. Huh. And Ben Affleck's just like, screw it. And they all start drinking and just like doing their thing. And it's just a, like a perfect place because it's like a building of tension throughout the entire film to this point. That is that know? is a very driving song for, for some drinking. Mm. Yeah. Drinking. Well, it's also like drinking the and driving you know, song. This song's about if it, <laughs> yeah, that's if it what we want to promote on this show. He's going to break. And like everyone's about to break because they've been like practicing. They've been out practicing their fake Canadian roles. And like tomorrow's the day. We'll see if it works kind of thing. Yeah. Go watch Argo, everybody. So here's the question that I have about, and I think that this does not just apply to this song, but it does apply to this song for sure. Uh, And this is a little bit of a callback to the episode about the Rolling Stones that we had recently. Go back and listen to that if you'd like, if you missed it. And what I think is interesting about Zeppelin is that they also incorporate a lot of bluesy elements, especially like on a song like when the levee breaks, there's a lot of those Mm -hmm. kind of like blues elements. What do you think about Zeppelin in terms of those blues elements and how that works? And considering the fact that I don't know that you guys loved it as often with the Stones, does that make sense? Yeah, they. I think Zeppelin are better musicians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Agree. And I think that a lot of (laughs) straightforward answer. A lot of the blues, honestly, a lot of those Stones blues songs were Mm -hmm. just like Rolling Stones trying to do blues. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this, the bluesy Zeppelin songs are like Zeppelin's take on the blues. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you I agree with that for sure. Like, I think that it's a case that Zeppelin is incorporating that into their sound, and it's not right. that they're doing a blues song; it's that they're incorporating blues into their already existent sound. They also don't have yes. any country songs on their albums, so which we can appreciate. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, no, keep keep why, your country songs. Why off your are Zeppelin these albums. British people doing these? these country accents in country songs it thank you jesus thank you lord thank you thank you lord (laughs) here's what i want to know yeah what's up why how did uh led zeppelin know that uh they were gonna make a movie called dazed and confused (laughs) (laughs) how do they know that you know that's a great question well one they didn't even write that song they, they stole it. Oh, oh I'm dear. sorry. Did, oh, 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 oh that you, sounds familiar. Part three, burr, I think. Burr, burr, burr. Uh, that would be part. Yeah, I think part three. Yeah. So, Dazed and Confused is a song by Jake Holmes. They recorded their version. Didn't credit him. I think he ended up getting credit at some point. I'm dazed. 
confused and confused as it stays it go Am I being choosed? Well, I'd just like to know Give me a clue as to where I am at Feel like a mouse and you act like a cat now let's switch over to the Led Zeppelin version. You got it, baby boy. Been dazed and confused for so long, it's not true. Wanted a woman, never bargained for you. Lots of people talking, few of them know. Soul of a woman was created below. So the interesting thing about that song is... Is that it sounds like a a Zeppelin demo version of that song? Yeah. What happened was uh, they claimed that they wrote it. Okay. Uh, His previous band, uh, Pages, I think... The Yardbirds. Yes, the Yardbirds. I mean, everyone passed through there. Yeah. They covered the Jake Holmes version while he was in that band. Okay. And so then he just took that cover they did, claimed it was their version, and rewrote it, claiming he wrote their... He just took the credit for it. Huh. Yeah. Would you look at that? Another, they did this a lot. The, a lot. I got one more thing for you, Mr. Dax, and this is something yeah. you don't even know. Oh, Ooh. Boy. Dax? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> you are Dax. I, I thought... Okay. Jake Holmes, the person that wrote Dazed and Confused, also wrote Be a Pepper, the jingle for the Dr. Pepper soft drink. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's, That's fun. He also That's wrote the uh, music to the U.S. Army recruitment jingle, Be All That You Can Be, in the 1980s. So he is known as the writer of Dazed and Confused and also for being a jingle writer. Hmm. Jingle right away. Jingle right away. <laughs> so I think this is a good time because of the way that, like, the way you talk about this, it, it reminds me of something uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty relevant. And I think that old Tex is going to be really excited that we can finally talk about this. Mm. There's someone else who plays very similar music who will not credit the artist who that they are sounding like. And that is the modern band Greta Van Fleet. No, who are they? I don't know those people. You've never heard of them? Well, let's talk no, about them no. a little bit. So Greta Van Fleet is a, is a relatively new group that has... Oh, I don't know. The Sound of Led Zeppelin? And a Grammy nomination. And a Grammy nomination to boot. A Grammy win. A Grammy win, that's true. And it's just very interesting that like the parallel is there in that Zeppelin took a lot of their music and like didn't necessarily credit those that they took from, and that Greta Van Vliet has such a similar Zeppelin sound, but refused to like because they're like, oh, we weren't influenced by them. A lot of Our music their, doesn't sound like them. Their influences, they say, are the same people that Led Zeppelin was influenced by, like the old blues artists. Yeah. Ever the main the lead singer says that I don't know where the sound came from because I'm really into world music. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm really into world music he is what every like, big baby hipster has. He ever also said. dresses say, like he's from the seventies. So yeah. it's like the whole yeah. thing is like okay. So I like Greta Van Fleet, but I also recognize that they are thieves, which is funny because so are Led Zeppelin. So it's like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, full circle. It Zeppelin full circle. are thieves, and now all these years later, they're getting stolen from, and it's funny. But like uh, I saw this interview where Robert Plant was like, "Hey," or they're like, "Hey, Robert Plant, what do you think about this band?" He's like, 
they're good, they're good. You know, like yeah, he's not gonna like trash him. He's but it's like, but you will. You <laughs> you just said that Led Zeppelin are thieves on our Led <laughs> no, Zeppelin episode. No, I'm saying that Robert Plant won't trash Greta Van Fleet. I know, but what I'm saying is, you will. You you, you I are, trash them. You're throw you're slinging that trash right now. I don't understand. I, I don't get how they won the Grammy for Best Rock Album for an EP that came From out. From 2017. In 2017. Because uh, everyone's, so everyone's brown-nosing them for no reason. They're playing the Bunbury Festival this year in Cincinnati. Uh, I'd see them. And I'm mad. I might protest. You want to come down? <laughs> I'd love to. I'd be there. I don't. Okay, so I'm going to assume that probably everybody who's listening to a Led Zeppelin episode has probably heard Greta Van Fleet, but I want to play just a little bit of Greta Van Fleet just so you can see how much it sounds like highway tune yeah yes. do that Good. one yeah, yeah. yeah. Highway, highway tune is definitely the one i was thinking as well yes It's uncanny. You want to do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up? Can you play a live version of, like, like the acoustic version of that yes. other song they do? Yeah, you should. What? because Of Highway Tune? No, of the, the Black Smoke song. Whatever oh, it's Black Let Smoke me tell you about this Highway Tune. That beginning, that intro riff of, of Highway Tune, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that something's not right on that recording. Because that, I've seen, I've watched multiple live things on youtube of them playing that and yeah. that riff is so awkward live huh. mm. so wait, do, you, just... do you want the snl version i wanted the like acoustic version if you can find it i can try it really highlights his vocals and that's what i want to talk about So to me, they sound like Adam Sandler got cast in a Led Zeppelin biopic. I'm yep. so mad at you that that's you're bringing true. this up on the recording. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> it's, that's that's what it sounds one, like. I agree with you. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I can hear. I, I, it just eight crazy nights. It just reminds me of that. So the only thing that I'll say, just to, to close up my thoughts, and if other people have thoughts, that's perfectly fine. But my thoughts on Greta Van Fleet is that I don't really fault them necessarily for being influenced by Zeppelin. And I think that they I actually do have one more thought, but I'll get to that. Um, I don't fault them for being influenced by them and making music that sounds like it, uh, especially because they're so young. Mm-hmm. And so like as a young artist, you probably haven't really found your own sound yet. And it's okay for you to be influenced and to start taking elements from other groups. I think I just need to see them be honest about the fact that their music is coming from Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. But like again, they're they're really young and they're they're clearly talented musicians. They're just not. Mm. You don't think they're talented musicians? I think they're polished musicians. I think they wrote songs and got good at the songs that they write and play. Because I saw a little okay. video, like a like a rig rundown video mm-hmm. for them, and the guitarist. He's like, play something. He's like, anything. And they're like, yeah. And he just tries to play something and it's just not good mm. fair enough just like a random thing they're no hansen 
They're no, no. Hanson. <laughs> call me when you're Hanson, Greta Van Fleet. I'm sick of it. <laughs> sick you get Hanson, Rich, you give me a call. So the last thing that I want to say about Greta Van Fleet, I'll say that a second time because I had another thought that I remembered. And I asked Jared about this, and I want to know what your guys' thoughts are as well. So when we talked about Rolling Stones, to go back to that episode one more time, we talked about how their sound doesn't really influence the sound of like modern music as much. Mm-hmm. But Zeppelin clearly is now starting to influence the sound of modern music since we have something like Greta Van Fleet. Is that something that we should be expecting to see going forward? Or do you think that Greta Van Fleet is kind of an anomaly? Do you think that them becoming a popular group in the mainstream is something that we can start seeing like rock music kind of start taking that transition again? Or do you think that they're just a group that somehow got lucky? I'm sure we'll see more of it, but I don't know if it'll be like super mainstream. Okay. I think we're seeing a surge. If you look into some other uh, more recent artists, I think we're seeing a surge of older sounds being reproduced, or maybe even just rethought. Right? Sure. In mm-hmm. some new some new sounds. Have you guys ever listened to uh, Black Reaper or White Reaper? Sorry. No. Yeah, go listen to White Reaper. They had an album come out in twenty. I want to say sixteen. Let me look it up really quickly. Okay. Uh, the I the album is called The World's Greatest American Band, and they have a kind of an 80s rock vibe to some of their stuff, particularly in the recorded sessions that they're doing. Okay. Um, 2017 is when it came out. And I think some of these sounds are are, be, are like coming back. I think there's a bit of a wave or insurgence of some classic rock sounds and some modern groups. But I don't think any of them – I don't think we're seeing a lot of bands that are so clearly focusing on the sound of one individual group like the way that they are. I Yeah. But, I just It's just interesting. I don't know how much – more we're gonna see of that because it is like such a new thing like especially with how much people are talking about it. like as soon as that new Greta Van Fleet album came out everyone was talking about like this sounds like Zeppelin this sounds like Zeppelin and I think a lot of people are really happy about that because I think a lot of people are happy to see music that sounds like Zeppelin being in the mainstream but other people are having that kind of pushback and saying well they just sound like Zeppelin they're just stealing their sound and it's kind of it's just hard to see where that medium is. And it's interesting to know if other groups are going to start doing the same thing. I didn't think that, that that would happen, but seeing that they've won a Grammy, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else did, but I don't right. know how successful it will be for groups like rock groups to come out and just like mimic other famous rock groups. That's, that's right. weird. It is very well, strange. Let me know when there's one that mimics Floyd. I was just going to say that exact same thing. Because that's one I would actually probably like to hear. And it's a thing where it's not, I don't want to say it's not difficult, but it's almost like being a cover band to a certain Mm -hmm. degree. It's like being able to reproduce a sound is almost easier than it is to come up with your own sound. So it it makes sense, like, because really, like, pop music is very much similar to that, where pop is a sound that people continue to reproduce. And you take a sound Mm -hmm. that works and you kind of spin it in your own way a little bit, but then you put out something that just sounds like everything else Mm -hmm. and it works and people will listen to it and other people will be able to see like, Oh, okay. So I can take a pink Floyd sound. I can spin it, make different lyrics and, you know, make different song structures and I can put out something that people will be like, Oh, this sounds like pink Floyd. I like it. I'm going to listen to it. And then it becomes popular. Mm -hmm. It's worked. I think it's an interesting point there too. Like, 
what I think would be interesting to see, because there's two ways that you can sound like a band, right? But one way is like deceptive. If you, you if you study, for instance, like Pink Floyd's song structure, uh-huh. and you write songs with the same song structure, but different sounds, that's just like a whole different thing. Right. As compared to just reproducing a sound. So like you really have to do both. That's what's so like not great about it, is you have to replicate the sound and the song structure of these bands mm-hmm. as compared to just one or the other. If you do one or the other, it could be like a new thing. But if you do both, it's just like, way to go. You re- you listen to a bunch of music and figure out what they did. Yeah. So I'll transition to another thought, this because we can get away from Greta Van Fleet. I don't want to talk about Greta Van Fleet the whole Led Zeppelin episode. Uh, we talked a little bit about why we didn't really think that Physical Graffiti stood out as an album, and it really kind of came down to the length of the album. Uh, it doesn't sound like anybody was huge on houses of the holy is that correct i like that album oh you do i i didn't really get into it but the reason being is that one through four are so good yeah and then house of the holy just was like okay compared to the others sure but after i listened to house of the holy and then listened to physical graffiti i appreciated house of the holy a little bit more because it wasn't uh two hours long i really like that album House, House of, of the Holy? Holy? Yeah. Yeah, it's re- I do too. It's really good. Okay. I, I actually thought, I think I put House of the Holy and Zeppelin 2 about on the same pedestal, mm. and I think I put them a little bit above Zeppelin 3. Mm. I would say Zeppelin 3 and Physical Graffiti are probably my least favorite albums from them personally. Yeah. Over the Hills and Far Away is, like I think, my second uh, favorite track. Yeah. Mine as well. Mine as well. That used to be my favorite song that well, I heard when the levy breaks, and I was like, no. Since, yeah. since Jared took oh. your favorite song, old taxi boy w- would you like to play a little bit of that song as your new favorite song since it's your number two yes please you're welcome i can do that hey lady you got the love i need maybe more than enough oh darling 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 walk a while with me got so much so what do you think about that song makes it your number two guys i love that song i like the <laughs> dynamics of it <laughs> what about the dynamics about you like i like that it starts it starts acoustic and it starts it's kind of folky yeah it is mm-hmm. which by the way that intro like that beginning part is still one of my favorite things to play when i'm just piddling around on a guitar same mm-hmm. it's so much fun but then once everything comes once like the rock guitar hits, you're like right into it. You know what I mean? And it's just like grooving from there. Yeah. It's just good. That's a good song. I really think that this album is really good. I think almost all the songs are really good. And they have some interesting riffs on them. I have a really hard time saying that really anything by Zeppelin is bad. I, I guess yeah. we didn't really touch on Presence and Through the Outdoor Coda. And I know that those are albums that are not as universally praised. So it's kind of nice that we get to decide what music we're listening to kind of thing. But like 69 to 75, like six years of really consistently strong music is still, it's impressive in its own right. Again, when we talked about the Beatles, what was it? Seven years that we said that they released all of their music and made such a big impact. Like six years is still a ton of time to put out that many albums and to make that big of an impact. Mm -hmm. So you got to respect old Zeppelin. Got to respect them. Definitely. Well, they were metal too. Ooh, talk about that. At the time. I mean, you know, you had two forms of metal. You had Zeppelin and you had Black Sabbath. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those were like the metal bands at the time. We have not talked really a lot about metal at this <laughs> point in time, which is kind of unfortunate, but like metal was something that really didn't start to take its shape until like kind of Sabbathy sound. Right. Well, that's, you know, and it's like evolved into something. At some point it kind of like turned into, this is what metal is now. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't think of Led Zeppelin's metal. I know I would there there would be considered heavy metal which is different like yeah or like heavy metal is different in the same way hair metal is different yeah Mm. where like hair metal is definitely not like your traditional style of metal but it still somehow falls within the realm of metal like Bon Jovi and Poison Rat Van Halen that no yeah Van Halen's one what's the one with Tommy Lee as the drummer are we all blanking on Tommy, Tommy Lee? Lee is Motley Crue. That's what I'm ah, thinking okay. of. They're they're like one of the quintessential hair metal bands. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but I you know Sabbath though has a lot of sound. You think of oh yeah, Sabbath is metal. So, I mean they're yeah, they're yeah. the I mean, probably the not, first metal band. It's that like really you got groovy G- like heavy guitar riffs. Mm. Yeah, like it's, it's really, very it's a very metal thing. Then you got Priest. Yeah, doing it. Yep. So. Those are kind of two quintessential early for me. Well, where do you metal groups? So, if you were to put Zeppelin into a genre, then where would you put them personally? I I think I just still stick it in like the in a generic classic rock genre. Yeah, that's fair. I was kind of I could see them kind of like a psychedelic rock, but they're still different from psychedelic rock to a certain degree. But I think that they very much have elements of psych rock that Mm -hmm. they like that they put into their music. Where would you Where would you put Hendrix? definitely into psych rock you know but i mean look at look at a lot of the parallels between are you experienced in zeppelin yeah Mm -hmm. that's true so i mean zeppelin are considered hard rock blues rock folk rock and heavy metal well they just have a span of different sounds and i think that what's what's interesting too is that i don't know that and i didn't grow up in the the late 60s early 70s so i don't really know i don't know how much people were put into like genre boxes where like we do that a lot now in modern music where we're like oh yeah this is like an indie pop or this is a folk rock or whatever it is that we're talking about like people need to know like the genre of music that something falls into where i think that people in previous styles of music like zeppelin like beatles so on and so forth were not necessarily just trying to fit a genre i think that they just incorporated lots of elements of different genres and really given how early this music was coming out they kind of shaped what their genre was like zeppelin kind of made a sound of their own Mm -hmm. to a certain degree yeah i think rock i mean rock was just a catch-off for a long time yes so tex you're a little bit more familiar with some of the later albums like 76 to 82 do you want to talk about those a little bit since none of us like we didn't have to listen to those albums but you know it's worth having a little bit of information on like their later work yeah we can talk about in through the outdoor which is a 79 release that i think really pulls a lot more of the sounds that you were hearing in 70s music has a lot of pop influence all of my love is on that album it's like kind of a ballady almost song Uh uh-huh and it's got some synth in it and it's got kind of like i don't know a little bit easier guitar they don't use as much just stuff so they kind of like transition a little bit towards the end i think that's still a pretty decent album really i think it's worth a listen regardless but it's definitely a softened sound so if and you if you had to pick one of the three albums that we didn't talk about it would be in through the outdoor that you'd want people to kind of check out yeah i would gotcha 
I would. So, but other than that, I mean, it all kind of ended abruptly anyway. I kind of feel like, you know, when John Bonham died, they're just like, we're not going to do this anymore. But how much more did they have really anyway, if you ask me? I mean, it was I think it was dwindling. And I think and I I kind of appreciate that where like if you if you have a really good, strong, consistent sound again for like six or seven years and you kind of feel I don't I don't want to know. I don't know for sure that they were like creatively drained or if it was a case that they just didn't know where to take themselves from there, whatever it might have been. If there was a point where their music started to, you know, lose its quality to not force it and to, you know, know when to call it quits, you know, I think that that's something that's worth appreciating about a band because then you're not putting out a ton of music that people aren't necessarily enjoying and maybe you're not enjoying putting out and that you're making something as good as it can be and then not making anything else anymore yeah i would agree robert plant's done stuff since then and people have done stuff since and robert plant had an album that's really good i listened to some of that say that again during the week robert plant yeah did a 2007 release with allison krauss I, I like that stuff. That's good. I like her, and I, yeah. like, I like that. I just was I was at a buddy's apartment. He brought up that album just out of listening to a few other things. We listened to some of those tracks, and that, was, that one was good. Raising Sand was the title of that one. Oh. Didn't Robert Plant have an album that came out super recently? Because I feel like I remember seeing something from him. If it was, yeah, he had I think one it was in 2017. Yeah, I thought it was 2017. I, don't, I never listened to it. Did you happen to check out Carrie Fire when that came out, Tex? Mm-mm, no, he did have one in, in 2014 that I remember was released too. The Lullaby and the Ceaseless Roar? Yes. Um, and it's not too bad. I mean, his stuff, he's kind of branched out a little bit and done some things where he's, you know, especially recently where he's done more collaborative stuff. Yeah. It's pretty decent. So they're still around, you know, the guys are still doing stuff. There was a, actually, there was a kind of an interesting documentary that's worth a watch too. Let me think about the name of it. It had Jack White. And it had Jimmy Page. Not familiar. And it had, oh, who else was in it? The Edge was also in it. Okay. And it's called It Might Get Loud. Okay. It was kind of an interesting documentary. It was basically a look, like a just a little thing where they talk about each, each of those individual artists' styles and how they kind of went through some of the creative process of creating those things. Uh-huh. And then they all three get together and kind of like jam their own version of each other's things. So that was kind of interesting. So they're kind of like, there's some lasting stuff to that, and they've they've still kind of done some things and been in there. But they they've been they've been out there. Yeah. We we out here. You ever listen to them Crooked Vultures? Ooh, I like. Oh them. yeah, Crooked Vultures because mm-hmm. it has John Paul one, Jones. One album. John Paul Jones, Dave Grohl, and and Josh Home. That's, yep. That's and exactly Josh Home has done so many things. So, uh, hey hey Dax. Hello. You uh. You want to do part four? Welcome back to That Sounds Familiar. Uh, this is part four. Uh, let's play a little Moby Dick. A little bit of Moby Dick? By Led Zeppelin. You got a baby boy. We're going to go right into Rat Bat Blue by Deep Purple. Yikes! A little similar, ain't it? Now we're going to take it back. So Led Zeppelin came first here, of course. We're going to go back to Bobby Parker with Watch Your Step. (laughs) 
That sounds familiar, don't it? That sure does. So I'm looking at your your list here. Yeah. Uh, I would like to hear the Green Day one, please. The Green Day one, because we got to talk about Green. We got to talk about Green Day in every episode. Okay. Just like how in every episode we have to talk about. I realized that was running out of time and I needed to transition in somewhere. Good. <laughs> Green Day, please. So, uh, Green Day. Uh, start with Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You again. Oh, Led I, Zeppelin. You know, I would love to listen to that song again. <laughs> you hear that guitar back there? I sure do. Doesn't that sound like 25 or 6 to 4 from Chicago? That sure is strange, Dax. What else does that sound like? Sounds like Brain Stew from Green Day. Just missing some notes. Just missing a couple notes. I could definitely hear that one. I love that one. Play the Godzilla version. (laughs) Every week you want... You know what's funny is I actually listened to that the other day. I don't know. uh, You had talked about it and I was like, you know, I actually do want to listen to that Green Day Godzilla song. You got it. You feel good? You get you get out all I your. I keep going. Let's do one more. One more. Okay, we can do one. More. Uh, so you do remember... the cashmere one. Oh, the cashmere one. Yeah, okay. I know. I know this one. This one's definitely worth talking about. Okay, so play a little cashmere. Let's see what it sounds like. So we got a feel for that. Let's go up to "Wake Up" by Rage Against the Machine. hear it <laughs> boy does that sound familiar boy does that sound familiar i got la- uh, one last one. Oh, you- oh my goodness you you asking for so many this week this one's just a sample but i like it okay uh, play me love by sean kingston sean oh, kingston oh, 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 oh. why'd you have to go Doesn't that sound like Dire Maker? Mm, Dire Maker. Oh, 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 oh. I lied, I have one more. Oh my god. This is the last one, I swear. Okay, is, uh, it, is it the Ray Charles one? Can I say no. the Sean Kingston thing real fast? <laughs> Go ahead. He almost died in a jet skiing accident in two, May of 2011. Uh, he it was a near fatal, and uh, the only thing I know that happened during that is somebody yelled, "Somebody call 911." Huh. Sean Kings is dying on a motorboat. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Go ahead, Dex. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Black Mountainside by Led Zeppelin. And then let's hear Black Waterside by Bert, Bert, Bert something or other. Chance? Bert Chance. They took the credit for this one, too. Oh, they did take the credit on Yeah, they one. did not credit the original. Morning fair, I like this. I, the, uh, I like this. 
like that song. There's a plethora of these to talk did, about, I suppose. There did, are. Did, did they sue him? Did he sue him? Did Bert, did Bert win? I don't remember for sure on that one. Bert. I think he did end up getting a credit. Good job, Bert. Good job, Bert. I also think he's dead, but... Well, on that note, after talking about... He also kind of looks the, like Gene Wilder. Rip, Bert, and Brittany Murphy. The worst parts mm. of Led Zeppelin and not the best parts of Led Zeppelin. Anybody have any final thoughts on Zeppelin? Do we we all enjoyed this week? I this is a like. fun week. Yeah, this is a good week. Yeah. So hopefully Minus I, physical graffiti. Well, I, I still like physical graffiti. I think it's just a slog. It was really hard for me. Yeah, it's fair. Um, so yeah, I I enjoyed this week quite a bit. Do we want to r- put this in our rankings now? Oh, do you want to do our rankings this week? We can do that this week. Oh, let's rank really really quickly do some rankies. Yeah. Okay, so let's go through uh, our list of who all we've done so far. Mm-hmm. We have done in order because I think I can do this. Started with Modest Mouse, yeah. Then the Beatles, then Nirvana, Rolling Stones, Radiohead, Mountain Goats, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Who would like to go first? Okay. I can go first if please do. So Mountain Goats is still my number one. Okay. Followed by the Beatles. Okay. Uh, followed by Led Zeppelin. Ooh, that's a high ranking. Then Nirvana. Okay. Mm. And then uh, Radiohead, I think. And then, was that everyone? Did I put radio? I mod- you forgot one. You forgot the one oh. that's like everyone's last. Oh, yeah. Rolling Stones is your last. Oh, yeah. That's back there. Radiohead's your second to last? Yeah. Okay. The most important ones were the ones towards the top. Everyone else just kind of. Yeah. They're, they're still good, but they're not, you know, my favorites. Well, we've listened to a lot of really good artists. So, like, just because something is, like, near the bottom doesn't mean that it's not good. It yeah. just means we've listened to a lot of really good exactly. music. Exactly. My favorites are easy to pick. It's the least yeah. favorites that are hard. So I'll go now. I think that mine goes Radiohead, Beatles, Nirvana, Modest Mouse, Led Zeppelin, Mountain Goats, Rolling Stones. I think. All right, all right. Take. Actually, you know what? No. Oh, you're gonna okay. hurt you're gonna hate this. I think I'm actually gonna put Mountain Goats below Rolling Stones. Uh, I I Whoa. I, I don't know. I think that the Rolling Stones had really good albums, and I liked all of Mountain Goat's music, but I didn't have an album that stood out as much as some of Rolling Stone's albums stood out to me. That's fine. We're all allowed to be wrong. We can just yeah. move past it. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Tex or Jared, who wants to go next? Taxi boy. Aight. Mine will be Beatles. Okay. Modest Mouse. Yep. Radiohead. Cool. Mountain Goats. Okay. Then I'm kind of tied Nirvana Zeppelin. Mm. Tied Nirvana Zeppelin. Okay. That's fair. And Stones. Jared. Beatles. Nirvana. Zeppelin. Wow. Zeppelin made it number three. Mountain Goats. Okay. Radiohead. Modest Mouse. I am alarmed, but I'm happy. And the Stones. All right. Wow. I'm surprised that Modest Mouse is so low on yours. I guess it's just because you really I only not care like for good that. news. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with Radiohead. I liked the first two albums, as we've already discussed. And right. And then the rest of them were kind of uh, iffy for me. But think about that. That What's that one called? Something about Milk and Honey or something like that? What's that album called? Lemon Drop? Are you talking about 
Pablo Honey? Pablo Honey. Yeah. Okay. I, I was getting, I was really confused what you were talking about. Then I realized you were talking about Honey. And I was like, oh, you're talking about Radiohead. I thought you were still talking about Modest Mouse. I think Milk and Honey is a Jackson C. Frank song. Oh, oh for God. God's sake. I think uh, you're right. I'm really mad that I think you're it. right. He did it. So he this week, this week we got in it. our horn intro. He done, done. It. We got in our Green Day. And we got in our Jackson C. Frank. We missed so. something, though. We missed one thing. Oh, yeah? Spotify, I swear if you don't stop exposing hidden <laughs> tracks. So I we will need, write my senator. We need <laughs> we need to have a, a record roundtable bingo for all the oh, fans. Yeah. Is that they have to have their bingo sheets out? Peace and love. <laughs> Peace and love is one of them. <laughs> Horn intro is one of them. And then whoever gets bingo first in gonna, the episode gets well, something. What I'm going to try to do is make a soundboard. So we just have all of these yes. things queued up. We just push a oh, button. And just, yeah. whoever, Peace and love. Whoever Peace and gets love. the bingo has to message a Rolling Stones fan on their way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, this is okay let's keep this all in mind for when we do our live editions because that'll happen someday right right Maybe. yeah we'll totally be doing a, a live record roundtable. <laughs> it'll be real because we have so uh, we'll do it we'll do it in either portugal or we're doing it in, what's the other ethiopia ethiopia we'll ethiopia. do it in one of those countries there we go live from ethiopia record roundtable. yeah Cranberry sauce. <laughs> so can I can I tell people what we're doing next week? Because I'm so excited about it. Yeah, you know what? You absolutely can. Yes. When do we? When do you do it? You ready? Yeah, we're ready. Listen, everyone, tune in next week because it's awesome. Because we're doing Bowie and it's gonna be sweet. Uh, and I won't be remote. I'm gonna be all four of us together for Bowie perfection. Surprise, everyone! Tex is not here. <laughs> I know he's never true. been here. I know we fooled you. You, you didn't see that coming one second from all those times that his audio kind of cuts out a little bit, did you? <laughs> we pulled a sneaky on you. Thanks for tuning in to Record Roundtable. This week we were talking about Led Zeppelin. We'll see you next week.